it's back. Starving for attention, it's back. If you hear any crying in the background, they're... Either either children or cats. (laughs) Or you. You just revealed that you had a little bit of a cry as well. I mean, who hasn't in the last 60-something days? That is true. Welcome to the show, everyone. It's starving for attention, leaving you on pins and needles. Why is Jasmine Blaze crying? We will get to that in a second. But as always here, welcome to episode five of Starving for Attention, the Quarantine Chronicles presented to you by San Pellegrino right here on the video footage as we are recording through time-lapse today. Uh, San Pellegrino, a frequent and strong sponsor of Starving for Attention and also a sponsor in so many ways of our industry, right? Jasmine Blaze, San Pellegrino, helping out during the coronavirus uh, pandemic outbreak, donating a quick one milli, that's $1 million to COVID relief through the James Beard Foundation. San Pellegrino, thank you once again for this sweet bottle the delicious bubbles and your contribution to helping and bringing back the hospitality industry. You can find more from San Pellegrino at sanpellegrino.com. Welcome to the show. Now, listen here, everyone's going to want to know. Jasmine Blaze, uh, we just revealed that you were just crying. Uh, and this is, we were going to talk about this anyway, not the tears, but the reason why you're crying. Oh, well, mostly because the kids were crying. Mostly because the kids were crying, I guess. Yeah. Um, why were the kids crying? Um, the kids, are, well, we're fostering cats, which has has always been a, a joyful um, experience in our house, and we've done it a couple times. And um, but we have a sick kitty this time, mm. um, and so she kind of became ill yesterday, and we w- went to the vet, and then she came home with some medicine, and then she was worse today, so she's back at the vet. So you know, we're doing all the right things and doing you know I think what falls into under the uh, title of foster parenting for for kittens, mm. but um, yeah, everybody's a little, a little sad. Little Pepper, she's got little white mm-hmm. socks. Uh, she was yeah. up on the Instagram stories the other day. She had like a sort of gangster lean limp yesterday. It quickly progressed to being incredibly lethargic. We made some phone calls, and then the real drama played out as we were getting ready to record this open. That's right. Yeah, and we had to make the decision: do we record the open now, right, or do you and the girls rush off to the vet? emergency room right and uh my I mean, first chose, instinct yeah Go was ahead. to record the podcast yeah because you're like an automaton robot <laughs> at disney <laughs> like, welcome to the small world well i mean my my take on it was that it's going to be 10 to 15 minutes uh, sure but this this happens sort of with just men and women sometimes <laughs> not to put a gender specific trait on it but you've told me and i am a guy mm-hmm. that sometimes i can be robotic emotionless. I just told you that two seconds ago because you were like, why were you crying? Because the cat is sick? Like you're trying to like figure out emotions like you're an AI robot. Like I, I don't understand the wetness from your eyes. I, I was really just saying like, you know, I'm always trying to bring things back to uh, equilibrium. So the fact that we took the cat to the doctor and she's in the correct hands with the doctor, that's what made me uh, question. Like, sure. Why are, we, why are we still crying? But I get it. We, we took Do care you? of it. I don't know. I do get it. Absolutely. Well, I was the, I mean, I still made the decision to say we can delay the podcast. First of all, yes, you did. Very good. What we are not going to delay is the Memorial Day weekend, weekend and celebrations that are are about to ensue. It was Memorial Day. I was thinking we had another week 
I'm sure I'm not alone out there and like just not even realizing when things are happening or coming. But yeah, I thought I was thinking because, you know, uh, yeah, I was just thinking it was a little closer to the end of May. I don't know what I was thinking, but I thought it was next weekend. Um, but here we are. Memorial Day weekend, Friday. It's a good point. I totally like uh, I mean, it happened with Easter as well. We also have uh, like a lot of families because I do a bunch of uh, cameo requests. Quick little side shout out. You can find me on cameo for video requests. Um, but a lot of people, of course, during the last couple months, have had to celebrate anniversaries and birthdays. Uh, we celebrated Easter, right? There's holidays happening, but you kind of lose track on the days. So yeah, it's Memorial Day weekend, which normally would be for us. We'd be doing a show somewhere. It's usually like Bottle Rock. Yeah, usually Bottle time. Rock weekend. Yeah, I think it would have been probably. Um, and it, I always remember Memorial Day is always the uh, NCAA college lacrosse championship weekend. That's right. Yes. And it's also a birthday in our family as well, Riley yeah. Blaze, yeah. celebrating a birthday. So it's usually a big week. So we've been tracking Riley's birthday because, you know, every yeah. day we're talking about it, of right. course. Um, but Memorial Day has slipped our mind. Yeah. Uh, but what has not slipped my mind is a reveal. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. A big reveal. Uh, I am in a midlife crisis, and it is somewhat associated with Stretched Memorial Day. about 10 to 15 years so far. So that's well, a that's long time. That's pretty good, though, right? I mean, for, for general, most people think I'm a little younger than I probably am. And yeah. I, yes, I have prolonged this midlife crisis. And for a lot of people, midlife crisis could mean, um, you know, fancy cars and golf. How well, many midlife For cars? you as golf, I mean, uh, that's part, certainly part of it. No, I just, that's, I'm like, this is really happening right now. Like, how many midlife crises? <laughs> Have you had? Or, or yeah. Or yeah. Am well, I in that's, the process? Well, that's what I said. It's been 10 years. Oh, that's it's been true. 10 years of midlife crises. But it could be many. Crises. Getting a motorcycle as a traditional one for a guy. Like just doing something that's sort of like sure. not in the script, right? Sure. Um, mine is, and I'm okay with this. Like, I'm, you know, the other ones I'm not, I would, I would be like offended if someone was like, oh, wow, you bought a motorcycle. You must mm. be having a midlife crisis. Right. I'm becoming a barbecue guy. Interesting. I'm saying it out loud. Okay. I've been putting up you've, some pictures. You've. I feel like you've entered this territory before. With barbecue? I feel like, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's mm. been other things with, with food and things like that. Well, you, you had, definitely. Remember when you went through that English muffin phase? Oh. That was years ago. That was like Atlanta. That was, was. Like, like 12 years ago, probably. Yeah, the, some good times. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're a chef when you enter an English muffin stage, but people in the industry well, will get in, that. People in the pandemic, I think, get that because <laughs> I think well, some people are in banana bread phases right now. <laughs> well, that's what, exactly. People get it because now they're home, they're cooking, so it's like they're running their own little professional kitchen anyway, and then you're like, yeah, I'm kind of obsessed with this cookie or this cake or right. this dough. Right, whatever it is, yeah. So that's been happening to everyone. So, yeah. I mean, that's probably I get it. Two, I, I kind of want to be in a sourdough phase. Like, I kind of want to be in a bread maker phase, but it's like, like a lot of work. So, so like, And so is barbecue. So is barbecue. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I think that is it's a lot of work. You got to kind of like continually be kind of tending to mm. it, right? Especially well, like if you're this. using a starter, like you're continually like, gar it's like gardening. Like you, it's mm. right. It's almost like, right. You, you hear me? Like you got to water it. You got to feed it. You got to do all this stuff every day and keep it alive. And you're a pretty avid gardener. I'm a pretty avid gardener. Have you although, during Although pandemic? not like food things that I don't usually right, I don't no, grow food very well succulent and <laughs> yeah, on like the things that scape. I can't kill yeah uh have the have has any of your love for gardening been restored or um it has it has not gone any it has not ever declined or increased it's oh. just always about the same and it's always right under the surface of if I, I mean we've talked about this if yeah. I could spend like a perfect day I would just be like gardening while you guys are around but quiet exactly <laughs> well now well, listen sorry guys we're painting the picture for a perfect day for us here yeah. You're gardening. 
I'm hitting golf balls over the house while Quiet, quietly yeah. while there's meat slowly smoking on a back. Got it. So, so what I, what has brought the the barbecue <coughs> um, like alive in you again? Well, one, I've always had this sort of like I, I love just throwing on the grill and you know tending to a live fire, and I think it is the fact that it is kind of uncontrollable, right? Like a, a wildfire in mm-hmm. general. Sure is a lot, it's not like turning on a sous vide circulator, not to be too much of a dork here. You just set the temperature and you walk away. It's not like turning your oven on uh, to a certain temperature and you kind of walk away. And it's, a lot of my cooking is, you know, impromptu and what do I do with a couple of ingredients that are left in the fridge that are almost rotting, you know, uh, as being the the, the sweeper and the cleaner of the uh, cupboard, so to speak. Uh, and then there's also a calming aspect of it to it, which is like, oh, this is going to take five hours, just like bread. Yeah, or gardening. Yeah, right, or gardening. So I become a barbecue guy, and uh, yes, maybe I've I've always loved eating barbecue. And th- you know what? I, I I've sensed from you like maybe mid last week or even the week before that you were kind of getting like tired of cooking like in the house like mm. tired of it. and i think weather has shifted too so maybe some of this is just kind of like a seasonal um barbecue disorder mm. <laughs> like like you know what i mean i mean i think you were just about at your limit of like i'm done cooking on this stove oh. i'm done cooking in this oven i'm done cooking with this pan and mm. so like now the the process and procedure has been moved outside and so maybe it's kind of like starting new for you so you're a little less bored of it or tired of it or whatever one thing i love about you on this uh new season of starving for attention (laughs) is i feel like there's a therapy part of our podcast Mm -hmm. that works and you just i wrote down i have i have very limited notes for today because we do have a guest coming up by the way if you think it's just going to be us talking about barbecue thank goodness it's not um but part of that is i just wrote down making your home your office space Mm -hmm. we have been I have been, I have to rephrase this. I have been struggling with this mm-hmm. over the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. because, uh, yes, the, the kitchen is kind of my office when I'm on the road. I do live shows. I'm always in a kitchen. My stage is one part kitchen always, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That kitchen at home tends to be occupied by other people, including yourself and the kids. So sure. is every other room in this house. <sighs> Seriously. Um, so I have sort of found a little nook outside in the yard where there's a couple of grills and some wood. And that I think is part of it. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people are going through this right now. Definitely. Uh, and it's going to come up to foreshadow. Uh, you don't uh, have to say that. You don't have to say that it's going to come up. You don't say foreshadow. this is foreshadowing. Here's yeah. a tennis ball. It might be the murder weapon. <laughs> right? Yeah. Keep Clue. an eye on it. Yeah. Um, by the way, there, we do not have a tennis star coming on. I don't know why I said that. Um, but I think that's part of it. Like, are you struggling out there? If you're listening, like finding, what what the next phase of this is because I think that that is part of it. Like yeah. this, the world is coming back online, for better or worse, mm-hmm. uh, depending on where you're at and uh, how you view things and how this has affected you personally. Right, everyone's right. situation is different, but it is coming back online. And for us, we are seeing that you know just a lot of my work will happen from home now. Yeah, yeah, in a different in a different way, and but but in a similar vain you're gonna be you know doing shows and doing demonstrations and cooking but you're just gonna be doing it from our patio or from our kitchen exactly so uh i also realized that for me to stay out of everyone's hair i'm gonna be outside uh but i've really just been reading also i I mentioned this to you and i I will don't want to just keep uh talking about it but uh i've been reading a lot about barbecue and that's how i know i'm obsessed with something yep it's not just about, oh, I cooked chicken in a pan. Right. Um, I'm reading about the science of barbecue, which is very similar to bread and gardening, all that sort of and stuff. And golf for you as well. 
and golf. Well, yeah. I mean, I need to read about that because like I, I, I know I can throw some ribs on the grill and make dinner happen. Uh -huh. I'm not saying they're competition worthy at all. Right. But golf, I don't know if I can, you know, hit it straight. So like I need to read about it. Right. It's something new. Um, so that's what's happening to us. And because of the, not because of this barbecue obsession, but because I eat it a lot. Remember that time we went and ate at Franklin's in Austin, Texas? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So delicious. Do you remember that platter um, that they brought out? That big tray? Unbelievable. And so many barbecue spots across the country. When I'm on the road, with Scarlett, my assistant, or yourself, or whoever we're traveling with. Barbecue tends to be something that we usually eat after a show. So it's an obsession as a diner and eater. I'm now uh, doing a lot of live shows from my house, cooking barbecue. And this is kind of where we were going with it a little bit. We're about to launch a barbecue sauce. Ah, uh, yes, that's right. You're launching a sauce. Let's hear yeah, it. That is right. So next week, uh, so a couple days after this is going to uh, hit the world, the Richard Blaze RBQ, that's Richard Blaze Q, because uh -huh. I love puns uh -huh. and I'm not that funny, uh, is going to launch. And it's going to be a quarterly drop of a sauce, meaning seasonally kind of, uh, that is um, sort of inspired by a classic barbecue sauce flavor. The first one is going to be Kansas City barbecue sauce. Nice. One and of my favorites, to be honest. You know what? M what most people associate with barbecue sauce, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's sweet baby rays. It's it's you know Ooh, all those kind of what is now a competitor. A competitor, right? Okay, well, you know until you get your name out there, but hundred <laughs> percent. But yeah, it's that sticky, sweet, ketchupy, tomatoey, whatever, tomato, honey, you know, molasses. We, we like to say tomato, tomato based, tomato yeah. and vinegar based. Yeah. Um, and you're like, okay, there's so. Although many when of you those. say vinegar based, isn't that North Carolina? Well, there's always vinegar in barbecue, right? right but yes, but more vinegar based tends to get to the Carolinas, right. and then you get into the East Carolina sort of coastal Carolina. I, there's all sorts of of course it is it is a world a culture yeah that right. i am excited to dip my toe in just because it i mean it's gonna i'm gonna be eating a lot of barbecue yeah so i'm excited about that next week that's gonna happen it is rbq richard blaze q you can get and it online and we will put that information on the instagram yeah. it's starving for pot yeah, I mean, and, and this actually works really well. God, did someone plan this? This works really well with our guests coming up, right? Because this, <laughs> this is a passion project. This is a, a pivot, a, a, you know, return to, hey, let's do something and let's produce something and let's just do it and get it out in the world and let's just go. Yes, right? uh, which I think a lot of people need during this time is... Well, they have time for it, right? Right now, I mean, you know, I, I think we've talked about this on other Quarantine Chronicles, but like this is the moment if you ever needed it for for some time and space to think, plan, do, execute, right? Absolutely. A, a passion mean, project. And, you know, there's, I think, pre-pandemic, there's a lot of excuses. I'm busy. I'm doing this. We don't have time. We're doing, we have so many other projects. Right. And now it's almost because you, when you have to do something, you will do it. Uh, and I'm, I, I want to make sure, I want to mark this. I want to write something down right there, okay. um, that I remember this moment because it, when you need to make something happen, it's usually when you do, right? That um, success sometimes can create complacency mm. and you know, COVID created a lot of uncertainty. So a lot of people had to make something happen yeah. you know, and just get it out into the world. This barbecue sauce is going to be one of those things. Pivot. That's the, the word. Pivot. It's the most overused word in the last 60 days. But gosh, is it I, accurate? It is. You know, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I mean, I love the word when like I first started hearing Gary Vaynerchuk say it and stuff like that or, or business, but like it is. It's Honestly, been it's a political word. That's it is how a, I first heard it. It is a political it's word. A so whether word. it's pivot, evolve, adapt, yeah. 
for what do you got a thesaurus over or, there or die business wise right there yeah. was an old uh, tony hawk uh, skateboarding uh -huh. video game right? right it was like ride or skate or die yes um so that's what's happening and a perfect segue like you said jasmine blaze who's coming up our one of our absolute favorites ellen bennett the Ellen the Bennett, Ellen Bennett from Headley and Bennett of Headley and Bennett. Face she masks. is <laughs> Headley and Bennett face masks now. That's right. right. That's it. Perfect example. Yep. You, maybe you think aprons. Now maybe you're thinking face masks. She's all sorts of wonderful, and she's up right now. You know how you know how you just you're 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 finding more rooms in your house somehow during this pandemic. Or at least it's I, so weird. Right? Corners we never touched yeah, you're are like, suddenly being touched. You're like this pantry is amazing. I'm gonna spend a little time in here for an hour, guys. Don't worry oh about me. I don't have a studio, but I do have this corner of my house, and mm -hmm. that is what it's gonna be used for now. This is what's happening. So funny. Oh my god. Thank you for making some time for us. Yeah. Yes. It's got to be Weezing it absolute, in. Making it absolutely happen. crazy times right now. Oh my God. I know. So we, I so know. I think we will get right into it. This is obviously every time you're around besides sure. just being fun loving, um, and, and uh, a couple of friends chatting, you're just on entree, entrepreneurial spirit. That's a word that I created, uh, <laughs> is always inspiring. And we were struck and we've told you this already that as soon as, as this pandemic sort of came about you very quickly you know made the decision to start producing masks and yeah like where did this decision come from it's been only two months which is totally fucking crazy because i feel like i've aged 400 years at least yes i've got so much gray hair now you can see them shining through my 32 year old head so uh yeah it's been two months this the day that the stay home order took effect in Los Angeles, as my team and I were quite literally packing up to go to our houses for the next unforeseeable future. Um, I had been on Instagram and I had seen that Governor Cuomo had said that they were running out of, uh, you know, personal protective equipment in, in, in New York. And then Christian Siriano, who happened to make my wedding dress on Instagram was like, Hey, we actually are, um, you know, we have a sewing team. If you guys need help, I'm down to help. And I was like, wait, he makes wedding dresses. He's in New York. He's like a famous designer and he's signing up to help. And I like, it was the last out. It was like, the day we'd come in to get our computers, people were unplugging their computers to take them home. And I'm looking at my factory and I'm like thinking about our supply chain and everything we've got in here and the stacks of fabric. And I was just like, wait a second, we should help. We can't not help. Like this is insane. If New York is having this issue, we're about to have this too. There's no way it's not going to hit LA. Everyone's going to get COVID. Like we have to do something. And that was it. It was sort of like, this instantaneous moment, kind of like when I started Headley and Bennett, I was like, of course I can make aprons for you, chef. Like not having a sewer, a company, a trust fund, money, anything of any kind. And I was just like, no, we can do this. We will do this and we will figure it out. And that's how it started. And then the, that same day, I reached out to Dr. Bob, who's a friend of mine. He developed the mask with us over FaceTime. And the next day we got it up online and we were off to the races. And I was like, I can't do this alone. So we did a buy one, donate one model. And so it's just this been insane journey of navigating 
starting essentially like a new arm to the entire company mid COVID-19, mid the craziest supply chain issues we've ever had in our entire lives. And I'm not just talking about our manufacturing lives, like everybody's lives. You can't even get toilet paper. I mean, (laughs) like people are like supply chain doesn't affect me. I'm like supply chain is affecting your toilet paper supply. (laughs) So as usual, um, and again, because you know we love you so much, but the decision was just, it's, it's a humanitarian decision. Like you're not even really thinking about business at all. You're just trying to help. It, it was so, yeah, it was like, we have to help. How can we not help? We are doing this now. Yeah. And then I, I, I actually like informed my CFO that we were doing this like three days after it happened. Like she didn't even know. I think I called her Sunday and I was like, by the way, did our marketing team tell you what we did? And she was just like, what are you, what? I had converted our entire company into a face mask company overnight and I hadn't informed the CFO. That's fine. Since, (laughs) since my CFO, yeah, my CFO is right here. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, (laughs) this is definitely like a leap first questions later moment then for you right totally and I so by the way I've been working on my book for the last almost two years and we finally cracked the name of the book while like mid COVID-19 nice and it's uh dream first details later how to get shit done and make things happen how to quit overthinking and what is it how to quit overthinking and get shit done or make shit happen. Subtitle. I love that though. Subtitle. I love it. Two years and you probably have like so many brainstorm sessions about what the name is. And then it just sort of the, uh, the frying pan hits you in the head, so to speak. Yes, literally. (laughs) And and, and I love that all of, I love that all of his puns have something ridiculous to do with like. Totally, totally on purpose. (laughs) Dad, dad puns, but not, but yes. yes. It's dad's, dad it's a sh- chef dad puns. That's the whole brand. You just uncoiled <laughs> the secret sauce. Totally. Like now people know yeah. it's. That's true. That video of you and I dancing forever ago outside. The first time I did a podcast with yes. you. Uh-huh. Such a dad chef dance. Oh, oh no. Totally. I'm, I, Ellen. That I'm is on, not high praise. No. And also like I'm on TikTok now. Like that's, that hurts. Oh wow. That doesn't matter. Like I'm doing the 2C slide <laughs> wow. up in here. Like still like a dad, but anyway. Uh. So what's the, so what's the ticker up to Ellen? How many masks have you donated? How many masks have you sold? I assume it's one-to-one. So it's. we Yeah. 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 It's, we have donated over. 200,000 masks. It's higher than that, but I don't know the exact number, Crazy. but over 200,000. And we have made over half a million masks. Wow. That is absolutely. Was there ever a moment where you were like, what if this isn't that bad and we end up with half a million masks sitting in our warehouse? Was there ever that moment like in the first 72 hours? Like, did your CFO was, say this maybe? <laughs> yeah, you're like, my CFO hat is on. Yeah. Um, it wasn't all at once and it first started in our factory and then it quickly we hit capacity pretty immediately because social distancing etc was hard to scale at the speed that people were needing them and then it went from healthcare workers needing it to now the cdc saying everybody needed it and we were one of the only people actually making masks at that time so it was just this huge influx of people being like 
we need masks. And at first they were happy to wait for us to get them to the healthcare workers. And then they were like, no, we need our masks now. And so that was a crazy transition going from buy one, donate one, because imagine you make one for the one that you're going to donate and the one you're going to ship and you have to handle the logistics for both. So we really got ourselves into a giant like logistical explosion and then everything in its mother was stuck in different ports was stuck in customs you right. name it it was the wild wild west of getting elastic and you know vendors running out of fabric and people being like this is the last of all the black fabric left in california and you're like what does that even mean okay i'll take all of it like it was just crazy um and now it's it's like calmed down where it's not calmed down, but it's calmed where it's like settled. Uh, But we didn't make all of them at once. We just were constantly making and shipping every day. We were making thousands and shipping thousands. So who are, who are, yeah, now uh, normally Headley and Bennett, this is, I'm assuming the hospitality industry is still your leading client, so to speak, right? So who who are the- Well, it's, it's half and half. It's half online and then half- our restaurant industry. But as you can imagine, when COVID hit, it's like everybody sort of lost their jobs, right? Mm -hmm. And so that entire section of our company really came to a screeching halt. And we were so shocked at how quickly the restaurant industry was affected. And they're obviously on the front lines, right? So that that entire world just got slaughtered right before us. And we're such a we're so deeply connected to it that it felt like it was happening to us. We were like, oh my God, I can't believe it. And one of the things that inspired me too, besides Siriano and Governor Cuomo was looking around at all these chefs in LA who overnight were pivoting. It was like, you know, Curtis Stone in one night opened a grocery store and the next day Gwen was a grocery store. And I was just like, is that even possible? How do you do that? Like, how do you, I was imagining like the logistics of like, how do you divide everything out and put it, where do you make it look this way? And you just did it. And then you had Felix and Evan Funky and, you know, John and Vinny and all these guys just pivoting so quickly. And it, I know the margins are tight. The, the terrain is beyond challenging. And if they could pull it off, I had no excuses to not do a change as well. Now, this is probably just because I'm uh, not a designer, but I feel like it's easier to turn a restaurant into a grocery store than it is to start uh, making and distributing masks. But you see it the other way. Turn, turn an apron into a mask, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. No, it was uh, part of my leap leap out the window and figure it out on my way down. It's it's never an easy landing. Uh, definitely have a lot of bruises and war wounds from it. But yeah, I mean, we, it, it took a lot of mistakes and it took a lot of people trusting us too and being willing to wait a little bit while we were tweaking things and editing. And, you know, it hasn't come without its downfalls. But I think that anything that you're doing where you're pioneering is like 100%, that's what's going to happen. You think about, not that I'm Steve Jobs, but I'm talking about when he first invented apple or mac out of a freaking garage like it's so far from what it is now but if he hadn't started he would have never begun it would have never evolved and so you know i don't i don't allow perfection to get in the way of progress ever at headley and bennett and that's just always been my mo it's a it's a dangerous path to take and it's a much more aggressive journey but i think it's so much more worthwhile because you're 
you're zigzagging and pivoting towards the right thing instead of just being afraid of even trying. And I think that that's one of the, you know, trying to find some of these silver linings. One of the inspiring moments of quarantine is I think a lot of people are in their garage, so to speak, getting ready to create their Apple, their Headley and Bennett, whatever it is. Do you have any uh, words of wisdom for someone who's, you know, been on lockdown and been thinking, hey, maybe I want to do this pottery thing, or I want to open this restaurant, or I want to be a baker, I want to be a designer. Um, You know, any, any words for them to sort of just get it going? Yeah. Yeah. Start, go, do, try, fail, and know that you're going to fail. And then you get back up and you just have to step back and say, well, how did I fail? And what can I do to try it again? And then every day you sort of get back up and you eventually will evolve and get better at it. And our first mask wasn't perfect, just like our first apron wasn't perfect. And people get pissed. They get mad when stuff isn't right. They get annoyed and irritated. And it doesn't matter. You have to like push past that and keep trying. And a lot of people, you know, and I'm sure you guys feel this way too, but the journey gets much, um, there's a lot less people trying when things get hard right? It's really easy to begin. And then people are like, meh, it's too hard. Never mind. And the pathway kind of clears out because there's less and less people persevering. And so if you just persevere long enough and you're in the game long enough, you actually have more chance of succeeding because it gets harder over time and people sometimes don't want to stick it out and keep at it. And I've been at it for eight years with Headley and Bennett. So this is just like one of the many chapters and hurdles that I'm jumping over. So what are you guys looking at? What What is Headley and Bennett looking at for, you know, things are going to start reopening eventually. Yeah. Um, restaurants specifically, I mean, so many people are talking about how restaurants are going to look different. What is Headley yeah. and Bennett kind of like visualizing? I mean, obviously you got to be thinking masks for servers and fun, you know, coordinating mask apron, right? Totally. Yeah. So is yeah, there no, else? definitely for us, it, as I told you at the beginning, like it wasn't my intention to have this become a part of Headley and Bennett's future, but it kind of inevitably did. And we're not going to stop making masks. We're going to continue to make it. And it's going to be something that we carry on as an extension of our product line. And we've already been working on evolving our products to include all workwear, right? Like in many ways, I want Headley and Bennett to be the Carhartt of of the culinary world, right? And so if you think about that, that very much includes stuff that protects you in all levels and a mask now literally protects you. So we will make aprons and and chef coats and all the things that we normally make, but also face masks. And um, we've been obviously providing masks to a ton of people um, and a lot of restaurants and a lot of restaurants are now like, I want them custom and I want them black and I want them embroidered. And so now we're doing that too, which is, it's really, it's, it's nice to bring that joy to something that you could think is pretty ominous to have to like stick this on your face, but you're protecting yourself and you're protecting your neighbors. So you might as well make it look nice and feel good about it the way that everything else Headley and Bennett makes you feel. So I'm curious. Uh, I'm asking for a friend. Uh, Has anyone? (laughs) Okay. I'm asking for myself. So has anyone asked for like, Hey, can you do the mask? But we're a to have it, have a place where I could put a Sharpie. Uh, Are there any like, Oh my God, that's so funny. No, nobody's asked for that, but I feel like it's totally doable. 
just kind of hang it off the side. I'm like, here, I have a sharpie. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Just like it's nice. living your best chef quarantine life. That's literally, this is like a meme right there. It here. Is. Wait, totally. Yeah. Can you totally. put like, where can I put my notebook in it? Can you put it on something on the back of my head so I can slide a notebook? Yeah. Through it? <laughs> can I strap it to my skull? Unbelievable. So funny. Uh, and we are, we are launching colors this week. These are three of the colors that we are launching. Ooh, oh, okay. wow. um, I love it. Light green, Oxford, red in bundles. Ooh, and then oh. we have a bunch of really cool colors for businesses too that they can choose from. So, you know, you evolve and you figure it out. So yeah, we're doing that. We're launching jumpsuits in the next couple of months. God, I love finally. a jumpsuit. I love a good jumpsuit. Man. Love a good jumpsuit. Dip. Unisex jumpsuits. Richard, I, no, I, you've seen me dance. I think this is a video. The uniform of the future. Let's, let's do it. It's a uniform for the future. That's I, I Listen, it. I asked for years ago, way, well pre-pandemic, for the Westworld sort of PPE latex uh, Headley and Bennett apron. Oh, like, the big, like, just one you can just, gloves yeah, just want Gloves, the mask, oh, God. face shield, hose it down, and we're back on the line. You were, you were ahead of your time, babe. <laughs> Uh, switching gears a little bit. Uh, how's Oliver? Oliver, our 200 pound pig is very happy during quarantine. He is sleeping about 20 hours a day. Yeah. Are you, you learning, know, are you learning more about him now that you're home with him all, all day, every day? <laughs> Cause we're learning more about our pets. So I'm just wondering. Oh, I mean, just like we both said, we're finding corners in our house. Yes. I'm finding that Oliver sleeps more than I ever imagined <laughs> ever that that pig would sleep he sleeps all day and he actually he's kind of like a time he's like a, a sundial because he will lay on the deck and move as the sun moves and so every about 20 minutes he's like inching his way until you see him on the other side of the deck in the same position but like in a different place Richard does so the same thing funny because he's huge <laughs> like he's almost as big as I am when he's laying on the ground he's about four feet wow. four and a half feet long yeah has his diet been affected by the supply chain? <laughs> He's eating a lot more because when we're at home, we give, him, we, all? we give him all the snacks, all the leftover food. We give that to him. And I'm cooking so much more. I'm sure you guys are cooking way more at home, so right? Much. Yes. So much. Like, it's insane. insane. I think there's stacks of dishes in our sink. and. In a restaurant, well, you have a dishwashing pit. You the there's a whole situation. Everybody's that's complaining about the dishes. Everybody, like it's I you I would never imagine I how can't. many dishes we can make when we're all eating here three times a day. It's or well, and in a restaurant, you're like, yeah, of course, I'm going to use like maybe three pans and you know five <laughs> bowl, sizzle trays yeah. and whatever. That's nothing. At home, that's your full sink yeah. gone. Yeah, just gone. I I've used like nine spoons. My husband, who does not cook, is like. Why are there no spoons? <laughs> There's never any spoons. I do never. think, uh, I do think post-pandemic people are going to appreciate restaurants a little bit more. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. And, and, I mean, the, and the dishwasher. Seen, yeah. I've seen so many more people cooking at home, which is cool because Headley and Bennett's aprons, even though we haven't made aprons in months, we haven't made any aprons in the last two months. All we've made is, is face masks. Uh, we actually just this week started making aprons again. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Um, but people are obsessed. They are buying aprons for days because they're at home, they're cooking, they want them, they want good. their gear, they want to look good, they yeah. want to feel good, and they're getting their Headley and Bennett. Uh, and awesome. we were just we just became the 
the apron on Top Chef. So now right. everyone else is seeing that. Right. That took That's way awesome. too long. That took way too long. Uh, I want to make. I know. Yeah, right? I want to make Honestly. a pitch uh, to launch the Headley and Bennett Richard Blaze golf golf attire. I don't even know what that would be. Listen, we can do when you got the style, we're gonna bring back some like funny, slacks. funny pants. Let's bring back slacks. I'm thinking plaids. I'm thinking a lot of plaids, plaids. high socks, flowy yeah. pants. Vintage Sansa belt, Sansa belts from oh, wow. Big Bassels tall socks. It's gonna happen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Okay. I'll consider it. I'll share that with the product as team. We're, all uh, right. So what are you so we talked about your cooking, we're all cooking. What are you like? Yeah. Is there two questions? Is there anything yeah. that you're like, I'm not cooking this again? Like I'm done. And is there anything that you're like, I'm excited to cook this thing? Okay. So here's a thing that I'm really excited about that I've leaned OCDly into while being in semi-quarantine. Um, I have started crazily labeling everything in our pantry and in our refrigerator, but to the point that Domino Magazine did a story on the refrigerator, like <laughs> that's how much it was. Um, it's very proper and pretty and it combines like the versatility and beauty of the container store meets <laughs> the walk-in of a professional kitchen with deli totally. cups and blue tape, totally. but with white markers instead of black markers. <laughs> it's so nerdy and Love stupid. It. I can't even handle it. It's like borderline embarrassing, but damn it, this pantry looks good. <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited about the cooking. But in lieu of shopping, I'm excited about grocery shopping the way I would be excited about going to Nordstrom or Barney's. Totally. I'm like, oh my God, I got to yes. get four more pasta so that I can line them up in my pantry <laughs> and have all the grains right totally. by each other. I love that. Just, just That's what I'm excited about. <laughs> yeah. like how- I'm, also, I'm also labeling food, but it's just to keep Richard from eating it. So... I'm just labeling it with my name now. Well, I'm going to embarrass you because, like, I don't think you, you should can. put post-it notes on bananas. I've I've reverted <laughs> to roommate behavior. <laughs> Embarrassing. Uh, I know you call it art, but I don't know. Um, uh, uh, what about? All right, so you're excited about that? I'm excited about that yeah. too. What? Yes. Are and, you- and then from from all of that, I typically end up doing a lot of different like Dutch oven situations. Good. Whether it's soups or I have like nine different Dutch ovens at home. And then I also have a Donabe. So I'll do like a Donabe adventure one night. And then another day I'll do like, I'll have a bunch of vegetables. I'm like, okay, I'm going to make a giant stew. Or the other day at 9.45 PM, I was like, I want shepherd's pie. And so I made shepherd's pie in the Dutch oven for a family of 12. (laughs) And then I ate most of it myself. Reasonable. Yeah. reasonable so there's a lot of like one pot wonders that end up somehow taking up the whole sink because i'll be inventing all these side dishes to go with it because god forbid you make one dish of something that who does that (sighs) no one is there anything that you're absolutely over like you just don't want to see anymore because of this like food wise like uh for me it's Mm. for me it's like the like everyone's baking so much. Like we were all like California was gluten free yeah. until the pandemic, and then everyone all of a sudden is you know suddenly everyone's <laughs> eating banana bread and sourdough. Exactly. How the hell is that everyone's happening? fine? You know, yeah. There's no We're flour fine. left. It's crazy. So like I love bread, <laughs> but like I'm kind of over just the idea of it a little bit, just media wise. I totally agree with you. 
that and banana bread. I'm like, all right, I'm good. Like we don't need more banana bread. I'm also a little bit over that coffee with the, the Ooh, fluffy coffee. Yes. Yeah. But we did that like day two. So we're, we're way over it as well now. Yeah. Yeah. Be yeah. careful. That <laughs> was a, that over was a viral sure. TikTok post from Jasmine. So it's her. No, from you, but okay, yes, but I yeah. did it. You, you, but it served its purpose, just like the bread and the banana bread. You know, actually we didn't make banana bread yet where we are off trend. On I that. haven't made it either. I'm complaining about things I haven't made well, yet. I haven't I mean, made sourdough. I've, I've consumed more bread than I've ever consumed in the last two years since my wedding. Yeah, I've like yeah. I'm yeah. eating Dave's bread. If you heard yes. of Dave's killer bread, yeah, totally. God, that's good. It's good. Stuff. So many drinks. I have bought so much Dave's killer bread. I'm like, who are you? I eat sandwiches like they're going out of style. Sandwiches are amazing. I have his haircut oh. now. You can't see it, but I'm kind of heading towards Dave's <laughs> famous. Red haircut. Yeah, you kind of do have Dave's out of, vibe. Out of control. So listen, uh, Ellen, thank you for spending time uh, this much time with us. How do you, what do you, any any words of wisdom again for people post-pandemic for their, maybe their, their startups or their business world? Like what's next and how do you plan for life after this? Yes. I would say that when we entered the pandemic, I made a decision that I was going to be okay with total change and being okay with it is kind of like the first step of making the changes, right? Like, all right, the playbook is out the window. So you got to get over whatever existed before the pandemic, let it go. Just like full stop. It's a new time. The more you live in the past, the harder it's going to be for you to be able to control the future. So let go of whatever the hell you had in the past and just say, if I could create it once, I can create it again. And it's up to you. You're in the driver's seat and you make that stuff happen and you really can create it again. And so a lot of what where my head has been is just in creating the future. How do I create it? What else do I do? What else do I make? What else do I push into the world? And Think about that. Don't think about what you don't have. Think about what you do have. Maybe now all of a sudden you lost your job and you're like, I don't have a job. How about you think about all the new time that you have and the opportunity to restructure your entire life? Maybe you were miserable in your job. Maybe you didn't like your restaurant. And all of these are just silver linings and a way for you to look at what is now here. And so it's really opening your eyes to the reality in front of us and not denying it. That I think is so important. And once I got over all of that, it was very easy for me to move forward and make decisions about the course of our future, my company's future and everything else. When I started Face Mask, I didn't even know if any of this would exist in three, four, five months, but it didn't matter. I was making changes in pre the present moment. And I think that's so important. Like don't get frozen, don't get polarized and, and like, not be able to move because of what's happening around you. Just observe it, absorb it, think for a minute, and then start going. Right. You're going to make mistakes no matter what you do, but like standing frozen just makes the world around you start moving without you. How about you move it in the direction you want it to go? Unbelievable. Amazing. That is the mic right. drop moment. I was trying to come up with a dad pun, but uh, <laughs> Riley Blaze just put a kitten on my chest. So I'm dealing with that. Uh, Ellen Bennett, we love you so much. Congratulations on all of your we success. You. Uh, you, you do the right thing always. And uh, we look up to you very much. And uh, to be honest with you, Amazing. I, this is for all of our listeners, but you were that you're just little, your last couple of minutes right there has totally inspired me. 
And I don't know, I got to get to the garage right now and come up with a new business plan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love you guys. Thank you for having me so much. And yeah, seriously, for everybody out there, we're going to fucking get through this. This is, this is the biggest, weirdest, strange gift we could have all gotten, which is the gift of time and the gift of a reset, which we never normally get. So let's fucking take full advantage of it. Awesome. Amazing. Thank you, Ellen. Love you. Love you guys. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Starving for Attention with Richard and Jasmine Blaze. Our music provided by Mikel Anthony and, of course, our presenting sponsor, San Pellegrino. You can find them at sanpellegrino.com. Until next week, stay safe, stay home if you have to, and stay hungry.